Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Welcome to the show today. We have part two of my conversation with Jamel McGee and Andrew Collins. Jamel McGee was a man who was falsely convicted of possession and intent to deal uh, with crack cocaine. He served three years in a federal prison. He's a black man. And he was um, charged by Andrew Collins, who's a white police officer. This happened in 2006. The story is completely riveting. Uh, It's going to be part two. We're going to highlight the book Convicted, which they co-wrote together. Um, I was very interested personally uh, because of my family and the fact that we are a diverse family. Um, and, and honestly, just just being raw with my listeners out there today, you know, we have we have a very young, precious um, son. And this keeps me up at night sometimes. I don't want anyone to look at him and racially profile him. Um, it's something that needs to be confronted. It's something that needs to be um, um, talked through, which is why we, we, we had these two guests on the show. Um, Andrew, the police officer, yesterday gave us a huge um, insight into his thought process of bringing the charges against Jamel. And um, it was it was a crazy story. And once Jamel was in prison, Andrew went to his pastor, confessed and repented. And it was very interesting what he said yesterday. Um, he said, I had accepted Jesus as my savior and was thankful that he was my savior. Um, but he was not my Lord. He was not the Lord of my life. And I, I want to talk about that just for a minute um, today as we are going to enter part two in, in a little bit. Um, that is a problem everywhere. It's a very relevant problem, but specifically as it relates to this issue. Uh, you know, if, you, if you've gotten saved, if you've asked Jesus to come in your life, if you're thankful um, for, for him as your savior, um, but yet he doesn't reside as your Lord. Uh, There is a lot of room there for Satan to come in and tell you that other things are your Lord's and are your God's. And Andrew made the point yesterday. He said, Andrew was the Lord of my life. Jesus was not the Lord of my life. God was not the Lord of my life. Andrew was the Lord of my life. And it wasn't until Andrew was knocked off being the Lord of my life and God was made the Lord of my life that I was able to come clean and um, really he went to the FBI. He confessed that several, not just Jamal's case, uh, but several other cases he had falsified information in. um, And I was so struck by that. Um, His raw faith where he stepped out and says, I know that I am going to be, um, you know, looked down upon. I'm going to be disrespected. This was wrong what I did, but his faith to come forward and say, I have got to make it right led uh, to Jamal's release. And actually the entire conviction was overturned. Incredibly powerful story of pride, 
fall, humility, confession, the grace of God, and then um, the reconciliation of a white cop and a black innocent man. It's, it was a beautiful story yesterday. We're going to get into that here in just a second. I, I wanted to set you up for what is coming. Um, I will have to tell you, you know, we we love to hear from you uh, here at the Autumn Mile Show. We hear from you guys all the time via email. Uh, you can email us at hello at autumnmiles.com. You can actually sign up for updates if you're interested in knowing more about what we're doing here with the ministry, but you also can reach out to us on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. You know, we have, we have a a great following on Facebook. We don't call them fans. We call them family. Uh, So everyone who reaches out to us, we actually have a team of people that respond to every single person that reaches out to us um, and says, Hey, listen, I have a problem. I have an issue that I need prayer with. Um, Every single one of those messages is answered and prayed over. We would love to hear from from you. We would love to hear from you about the show. If you're interested in sharing, Hey, I, I would like you to talk about this social issue. What is the biblical perspective of this social issue? Um, send us a note. We, we would love to consider it and welcome um, your insight and your suggestions. Uh, follow us along on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you know, we're listener supported here at the Autumn Mile Show. It it takes a village to run this thing. I have a huge vision for what we're doing. I believe that God is calling us uh, into other areas, into other markets. And, and that just simply cannot happen without the resources. Um, we know that the uh, money is a tool that God uses to expand a vision that he gives, gives us. And um, that can't happen apart from you. So I I am just asking you today to consider giving to our ministry. If the ministry has touched you, if your lives have been changed, if you've been challenged at all, uh, I I would just ask you to prayerfully consider, hey, um, Lord, should I give to the Autumn Miles ministry? We would be honored to take whatever gift is that you give us and put it right back into the ministry for the gospel of Jesus and for his glory and for his will, uh, because rest assured every single day, God is changing people's lives through the grace and the ability that he has allowed us um, to work with. Um, I don't want to uh, delay any further. I want to get straight back to part two of the conversation that I had with Jamel McGee and Andrew Collins about the book Convicted. When we left the show yesterday, Andrew was convicted confessing to his pastor, and we are going to jump in right there. I, I didn't see any way to come back from this, and my wife came home from work. She saw the, the desperation. She said, you need to go talk to that pastor, because I had been dabbling with church as an adult. You know, mm. as a kid, I accepted Christ at age seven, never doubted that Jesus died for my sins, was so thankful that he was my Savior, but had nothing to do with him being my Lord. Whoa. So I walked my life, any time in my life, I would have identified myself as a Christian, but lordship belonged to Andrew Collins. So so I'd go to church, and I didn't like feeling guilty because the pastor would be talking about something I did wrong, but I got to know him a little bit. So I called that pastor up, and that was day three, and he listened to everything I did. I went in and met him. He listened to everything that I did. He let me spill my guts. And I tell you what, there's power in confession. The more mm. I confessed, the less I felt bad for getting caught, and the more I felt bad for what I had done. Mm. Um, I stopped feeling bad for myself and started feeling bad for the community in which I harmed. Uh, so he listened really patiently, and when I was done, he was like, 
Ooh, boy, you're in trouble. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, he is the worst counselor ever in the history of the world. Or like, the best. No, I'm in trouble, Or the best. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so then he asked me a question that forever changed my life. And he said, where are you at with Jesus? Mm. <clears throat> and I just hung my head and I started crying. And mm. I said, I don't deserve him. I don't deserve You've heard everything I did. I don't deserve him. Wow. He said, that's the beauty of he said, that's the beauty of grace. It's mm. God's riches at Christ's expense. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. Neither do I. Amen. And then, and then we talked about this idea of lordship. He said, Andrew, he's been your Savior. He's never been your Lord. Do you want it? I said, man, this is my lordship. 25 years old, sitting in your office talking about suicide. Mm. So we prayed right there that, uh, that to invite Jesus in, not just to be my Savior, to be, be my Lord. And mm. So then months went by, and I ended up going to the FBI, and I, I wanted to own up for what I had done, and I went through a stack of paperwork of bad cases, and Jamel's was one of them. Wow. So I got locked up January 2009, and then the next week, February 2009, Jamel got out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> a twist of events here. Um, so, okay. So you go, you make, you make Jesus the Lord of your life and you are, you, you say, you know what? I got to confess. I have to confess. I've got to make this right. So you go to the FBI, look through all these cases, Jamel. So Jamel, you have no idea this is happening. Um, no. All you know is that one day they come to you and say, you're a free man, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was shocking. Uh, I had went to work one day, and um, well, actually, I had made a prayer for myself a week before um, that I can just just do something different, that um, I adapt a different mindset, and that um, I let God take control. Mm. And um, ultimately, in that the end of that week, um, I was called from work, which I didn't go at eight thirty that morning. Uh, they called me all day. And I never went uh, back to the unit until I got off my shift and went into the council office. And he told me I had 15 minutes to leave. And then um, I stepped out. to um, Before I left out the door, he uh, handed me a paper from the judge saying my conviction was overturned. And I had to leave the premises immediately. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you had to leave? You're probably like, see ya. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... Andrew, you go to prison. Jamel, you're released from prison. We heard about Andrew's transformation. Jamel, were you looking for Andrew, like, as soon as you got out of prison? Like, what, what was going through your head when they said you're free? Because it says here in my notes, you, you, they completely overturned the conviction. So you were completely free, stain free, no mark on your record, nothing. So tell me about what you did when you left. Um, yeah, I, uh, when I got home, I just was mainly, uh, I had kind of forgot all about Drew until, uh, I, um, until I saw him, um, a couple years later in the park. Um, and I thought that was him and I'm just like, no, that ain't him. <laughs> that can't be him. Not in this park. And, um. So what park was it? What park were you at? It was. It was at Broadway Park. Okay. And their church was doing a, a event out there, and I was just like, no, that can't be him. And my son wanted to go. I had just got to meet him this day, and uh, he wanted to go over there. And I was like, ah. Uh. So I'm like, all right, come on. I didn't want to disappoint him the first day meeting him. So I was like, all right, let's go. And Andrew turned around. I was like, oh, boy. 
So everything that I was feeling back in prison was back on my shoulders now that we were face-to-face or about to be face-to-face. So um, so what did you do? You you I, you certainly well, weren't well, expecting him. You you no. turn around, you recognize him. You wanted to kill him at one point. What what <laughs> yes. do you do? Yes, I go right over. I beeline right over to him, and I stick out my hand and I ask him, "Do you remember who I was?" And as soon as he said my name, I locked down on his hand, and um, Andrew began to apologize, and that he's uh, he's sorry, and that he's a new creation in Christ, and mm. um, and that my mind was just hit him, just hit him, mm. just get it over, just get. It's just going. You're taking too long. Um, but I also God also met me in the park as well, and um, he assured me that this is um, this is not my fight. This ain't something that I want to do. Wow. Um, and then not only that, that this I will be teaching my son firsthand how to go about things the wrong way. Hmm. He was standing right beside me. The only thing I said was. I said some really mean things to Andrew, and I, uh, I let him go. And I also uh, asked him to explain to my son why I was um, I was missing out of his years. I mean, out of his life for those years. Oh my goodness! So let me get this straight: you, the day that you were supposed to meet him, you got arrested, and the day that you actually met him, you see Andrew for the first time. Did I get that right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Whoa, that is crazy. Okay, so you meet him, you you have feelings like you know you want to hit him or whatever, and he starts apologizing, and the Lord comes over you and says, "This isn't your fight. I'm going to take care of it." Right? Yep. So what happens from there? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I walked away. I let him go, and I walked away, and everybody that was there that knew me just was like, "Whoa, what is going on?" And when I got to the curb, I just turned around and was like, I got it, and um, I'll, I'll never see him again, and that just didn't work out. Wow. <laughs> we saw each other. Um, it was, I was seeing more and more of them, and I, I remember when I got to my class, um, I ended up taking a class in, um, called Josh Life, and in taking that class, I was end up, uh, asking myself, well, asking God, was like, was I supposed to do something <laughs> to him because I'm seeing him too much? Wow. Um, in this little old town, but it was just, it was just too much, too many things that God was lining up that was just impossible to do. Mm. Um, so, you, so you, so Jamel, you forgave him, right? Yes. And, you know, you sought that forgiveness, Andrew, um, and the Lord really created a beautiful friendship out of it, right? <clears throat> yeah. And from that has come this book called Convicted. Um, it is an incredible, their incredible story outlined for you. Um, where can Where can my listeners get convicted at, guys? Yeah, you can go to convictedbook.com or you can uh, go to Amazon and uh, you can get it shipped to Prime and have it tomorrow. 
Uh, be a great Christmas present. <laughs> I, lo- I love that Amazon Prime. I mean, who doesn't? Um, I, I would really, really recommend this book to you. Um, th- this honestly made me emotional on the ride in really reviewing all of the content and hearing about the story. Andrew, I'm going to go to you for a minute. You know, clearly, I don't know if it was a, r- a racial prejudice that kind of made you look at Jamal and, and really judge him based on what he looked like. Um, but but clearly this, like like we said before we started airing, this story has been brought to the forefront for, I believe, such a time as this. The racial tension in this country is crazy. It always It's always been there. Um, but I feel like we're hearing more and more about the frustration. Andrew, what can, can you shed some light on just your perspective? It is very clear that you are a transformed person. Um, you know, I, I can even I can even see that reading what was and, and now listening to who I'm talking to today. What can you shed some light on the racial tension in this country and uh, maybe what a white person can do if they have any prejudice in their heart um what what's your what, what's your light that you can shed on us today yeah i would say number one is uh it's really easy to create an us versus them scenario in our brains yeah uh, if we're not close enough to that person to that people group it's easy to keep them as a them or a monster or the stereotype that you've heard um, and nothing is going to change in our country if we don't get into each other's lives mm-hmm. jamel and i are friends because we spend time together. We are brothers because we lean on each other in times of hard times. We celebrate together when good things happen. Uh, we get into the thick of it when, when we have these hard conversations. Um, and, and if we refuse to have those, nothing's going to change. We yeah. just, we're just going to keep sweeping it under. So to the white person listening, I would say uh, we've got to start talking about it. We've got to have the honest conversations. And just because you're not a racist doesn't mean racism doesn't exist. Right. Um, I, I did not do these things motivated on race. Uh, the, the city's 92% African-American. Uh, there was a greater chance of getting stopped and harassed by me if you were white in the city because I felt like you had no reason to be here except for drugs. Hmm. So, um, But I would say that the reason the city is 92% black uh, is because of systemic racism, mm-hmm. that uh, during the Civil Rights Movement you had white flight, and you have a bridge that separates Benton Harbor and St. Joe, and St. Joe is predominantly white, has a very nice medium income of, I think, around 56000 a year, whereas a mile across the bridge in Benton Harbor, you have, you know, uh, most people are in poverty, and it's drug-infested, and, you know, crime, and, you know, tension between police and citizens. So, I mean, you know, we didn't create this problem. We're part of the systemic problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't talk about it, if we don't have honest dialogue about it, then nothing's going to change. And Jamel and I have that opportunity. Last week we were in front of the Michigan State Police, 127 cadets that graduated, and this week they are new police officers. Hmm. And we got to share this story with them. And we had some great dialogue, great Q&A afterwards. And that's what's going to make things change is when we continue to step into these spaces and talk and put humanity on a story. Yeah. If it's just a story I heard, then it's just a story. It's just a stereotype. If I can see Jamel in the flesh standing next to the guy who offended him and hearing the guy who offended him be honest about uh, the things that he went through, that's when change happens. Mm -hmm. 
Um, wow. Okay. So I, I'll just talk to you just personally from my standpoint, Jamel. I, I don't, I don't know if you were, I know that you came in late to the conversation. Um, I have two biological children that are white and then we adopted two black children. And I've got to tell you just, just very transparently, one of my, my, I have a two and a half year old black son and, um, he's, he is 100% precious and amazing. His name is Moses. We believe he is going to part a Red Sea in our generation in the name of Jesus. Um, but, but I do have to tell you, you know, racial profiling is something as his mom. Um, I, I mean, sometimes it keeps me up at night. I'm just going to be real. Um, bold truth, raw faith. Uh, that's, that's how we, that's how we do at the Audemars show. But, but I'm going to be, I am concerned that there will be a white police officer that looks at my, um, my baby son and judges him based on what he looks like, not who he is. So what you just said, Andrew is, could be, could potentially be so healing. We cannot just talk at a problem. We have to listen to the problem. Someone told me the other day, racism doesn't exist. I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud as a, a, a 37 year old white woman. My husband and I have seen it um, just having a, a diverse family. It is, it is real. We have to confront issues by listening to the problem and then acting based on what we hear. Um, so Andrew, I love that. Jamal, I want to go to you for this as someone who, you know, I know this wasn't racially mo- motivated, but it, it does enter into a larger conversation that our country is having. Um, what would, what would, what, what kind of wisdom can you shed on um, being someone that, you know, was convicted falsely um, and, and racial f- profiling is clearly something that, that is happening. What can you shed on the, bl- the black community and, um, how we need to communicate and what your thoughts are on this particular subject. Um, yeah. Uh, well, from our community, from the black community standpoint, um, we just need to to make that step. We need to to want to make that step to do something different um, instead of talking about and. Um, just holding on to that the anger and the the hatred of what's being done. Um, and you just pick up the pieces for real and just um, just move on and know that God got something different in it. And ultimately, just letting go of the things we can't control and letting God deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there'll be more to come. Um, we let God deal with it because if we keep bottling up, um, we'll eventually do something that um, we didn't intend to do because those things um, cause harm to ourselves internally, externally, and physically. Like we, the, it's it's a problem um, holding that that frustration, that anger, um, and it, it could cause you to do some. Some really drastic things. So I, I would say, just at, at times I know it's hard, but just let God, let go, and let God. He He can do it better than you. He definitely did it better than I could have ever did it. Um, 
And it's just an example to show you, like, God is real. He's living. He's working. Um, and he he will only move move swiftly when you let go of that that bitterness in your heart. Wow. Um, Jamal, thank you for that. I think one of the things that is so incredible about your story is when, when you saw um, Andrew, um, God said, it's not your fight. And you didn't even know that God had already fought um, in Andrew and Andrew had repented. Um, and it, it truly is, is, um, you know, not our fight. It is the Lord. He will fight for you. You know, he says that throughout the word station yourselves. I'm going to move on your behalf. I'm going to fight on your behalf. Um, you know what, this, this is an incredible conversation. I just want to thank both of you very publicly for your courage to come forward and write this book, Andrew. Um, you know, I, I, I respect you so much for coming forward and saying, listen, um, there's a, there's a lot of freedom and confession. I think that's so incredibly powerful apologizing. And then uh, Jamal for you to come forward and, and, and share your perspective. Um, it's powerful. This is a powerful book. The name of the book is called conviction convicted. You can get it on Amazon. Um, Prime, you can get it tomorrow. Uh, and you know what? We need to read this book. This I don't have people on my show just because they're there to be had. Um, the Autumn I'll Show, you guys know, my listeners out there, we have people that are making a difference. We have um, uh, conversations that need to be explored. We need to have further conversations about this specific topic. I want you guys, if, if you look at yourself and say, man, I have prejudged, I have misjudged, I have racially prejudged, profiled um get this book and and let god fight it out in your heart let god do the convicting in your heart um man beautiful story thank you guys so much for being on the show i really really appreciate it thank you yeah thank you awesome awesome and thank you for listening to the autumn Owl show i'll be back here tomorrow see you tomorrow Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.